Hi everyone, this is John. I'm back for another interview with Julie. She's the founder of Nudge, which is one of the startups in our first batch of the Parallax Startup Accelerator this summer. How are you doing, Julie? And what's the latest news with Nudge? Hi, John. Uh, happy to chat with you again. Happy to be here. Uh, latest news about Nudge? Well, we've been making a lot of uh, progress with, with the team. Uh, and especially we've been working on design lately on the website and on the app as well. Um, so on the website, uh, we really improved a lot because I had only created a landing page. Um, right. So that's a lot better now. And I feel like the the process was very efficient as well um, because of the way we worked with Victoria's team, who's the, the head of design. Mm -hmm. um, because as a solo founder, you know, what, what's difficult is that there is a strong force of uh, inertia at the beginning because everything you start is from a blank page. Yeah, so yeah. it takes a lot of, you know, brain power to process all the potential ways that uh, you could do things and, and pick just one option. Um, so what Victoria did is that she suggested a website structure um, with some sections. So we need uh, a section to explain the app benefits. We need a section, uh, a contact form to sign up beta users, for example, and so on. So I only had to fill in the blanks then uh, mm -hmm. and make sure that there was no missing section. So that was uh, very efficient. And about the app itself, I don't feel we radically changed the screens, but we did a much better work uh, preparing uh, for the development team. Um, so we worked with um, Xenia, who's the head of um, uh, business analysis, and she asked me literally questions on every single detail of the app. So why is this here and why is that yeah, yeah. there? Um, so we made sure that everything there had a purpose, that the flow was seamless be between the screens, um, and also we try to tackle edge cases as much as possible. Um, so I feel like for the developers, it's going to be a lot easier to, to, to work on this. Uh, and the last thing we did is that um, Victoria worked on custom illustrations for Nudge to try mm -hmm. to support Nudge Goal, which is to, to inspire people. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that brought a lot of character, a lot of personality to the app. Um, and hopefully that will manage to inspire users to really be who they are, because that's the purpose of Nudge, uh, so that they can find the, the career that is made for them. Super. It sounds like the progress in terms of design has been fantastic. And yeah. you guys are really ready to go into the build phase, the second phase that you're in right now, actually, yeah. with um, a lot of great assets, a lot of great momentum, and a clear view of what Nudge will be when you launch it. So super thumbs up there. Uh, <laughs> can, can you share a little bit about the workflow and the communication with the design team, the BA team, uh, the other people that are involved, maybe Pasha as well, and any of the other advisors you talked to? How did you get on with the team? Did you discover some new things about Nudge that you hadn't thought of before? Okay, that's a lot of questions. Okay. <laughs> How do you All get right, on with um, the team? Workflow. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll come to that just after. So the, um, the workflow, is, um, it's super easy with Parallax because it's very obvious that you're used to building products from A to Z. So the mm -hmm. steps have been very clear uh, from the start. Um, and I've also been provided tools to follow the progress. So workflow is really um, um, super you know, seamless, easy to understand. In terms of communication, um, I think that now we are in a very good place because we managed to build um, 
mutual respect, I think, between the members of the teams, which means that it's established that everyone on the team is really good at what they're doing. Uh, and that helps a lot because every time we disagree on something, so let's say I would like to make a change uh, uh, compared to what we've agreed on before, or um, one person on the team would like to to to, to add something that, that wasn't planned. Uh, because there is this mutual respect, um, everybody listens first. Um, and then, of course, we debate, is that a valid point, yes or no? But if it is, then we all brainstorm together and we choose the best solution together. So there's no defensiveness. Um, so the communication is very open and that's something I appreciate a lot. Um, so as you can see, you know, I'm really getting along with the team. I really like them a lot and I think they're, they're doing a fantastic job. Awesome. That's great. And the last part of that huge question, yeah, um, I think, was uh, what new ideas or insights did you find during the product discovery phase about Nudge? It's a great question because we found something that I feel really uh, changes things um, because it, it improves Nudge business model a lot. And that was the result of collective power again. Um, I had three conversations. Um, one with Xenia, so the, the head of business analysis, where mm -hmm. she told me that um, she felt the, the value proposition for colleges, for schools wasn't strong enough. Um, mm -hmm. Then I talked to Pavel, who's the head of the accelerator, and he pushed me to review the, the Lean Canvas, so the, the main framework that um, explained the, the business model of the company and everything. Um, and he helped me see how we are better positioned than competitors to deliver more value than them. So that was number two. And the last one was actually with a client uh, mm -hmm. and it was completely unrelated to Nudge, but she was sharing what her main concern was at the moment. Um, and she said that their revenues had been decreasing um, since the COVID restrictions because most of their revenues come from uh, organizing and selling um, um, in-class training. So, right. you know, physically uh, yeah. to, to alumni and selling them new trainings to, to upgrade their skills. And of course she couldn't do that. Um, so I woke up in the middle of the night with that idea, which is, you know, mixing these three conversations together. Our advantage is that we are building a digital career profile of our users. And thanks to that, we are very well positioned to suggest to them what are the best trainings that the school has for them uh, based on the stage that they're at in their career and their current career challenges and interests. Um, so it's a win for the users because they learn about useful programs that they mostly didn't know about. And they also get discounts because of their alumni status. Most of the time they get discounts on, on trainings. And for the colleges, for the schools, it's also a win because they increase revenues, but they also increase um, alumni satisfaction and loyalty over the long run. So you're also building the conditions so that if you need speakers in the future, if you need uh, even donations, they would be more prone um, to, to share that with you. Super. Um, that all sounds like it's moving in the right direction and it's really sharpening um, what Nudge has to offer for, for the, your market and your target market. Uh, from those new ideas and the discussions maybe you had, how has uh, your vision of Nudge evolved through this whole process from entering the accelerator to this point? Um, the great thing about working with Parallax um, is that you really see the benefits of all the experience that you guys have building mm -hmm. other products. So basically, you can apply what you've seen on other products to Nudge. Um, and especially with the accelerator where we're mostly 
focusing on the technical part on the MVP, um, I, I learned a lot in terms of product development potential. So how uh, I can offer new things that are technically possible that I didn't know were possible. Um, so for example, I recently invited um, Igor, Parallax CTO and uh, Anton, who's our lead uh, developer, mm -hmm. uh, to a meeting to discuss a partnership with um, another tech provider. And they showed me how we could deliver even more value to, to that partner so that the partnership would make a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. um, and they showed me basically how to integrate our two products in a way that was different from what I had thought about. So um, it brings new dimensions and right. it's super valuable. Awesome. Well, it's great to hear those sort of new opportunities are popping up throughout the process. Uh, now, Nudge is a B2B to C product. So you're going to bring value to both universities or employers and their alumni or their staff. Uh, is it difficult in this uh, discovery phase that, that you went through? Was it difficult to keep these objectives sort of balanced when you're planning the MVP features or the design? You touched on this a little bit uh, in one of your discussions with Xenia. Mm -hmm. uh, is there one of those two parties that you're sort of targeting more at the early stage or how do you how do you find that balance yeah uh, that's what i thought would be one of the main challenges um and it is challenging but not because the stakeholders have different interests i thought because interests were not aligned that would be a challenge the truth is that um even if universities are trying to increase revenues uh, through donations and through additional trainings, the prerequisite for that is to build um, alumni engagement first. So their immediate uh, first interest is to show to their alumni that they care, it, to show that they can help them solve their issues uh, and they can even do that for free because they provide the platform to them for free. Um, mm -hmm. So interests are aligned, actually. Yeah. Um, the, the main challenge is not to manage the stakeholders, but it's to manage the two teams inside Nudge that work each one on a different stakeholder. Um, mm -hmm. So you've got Parallax team who's uh, mostly used to delivering value for the users. So they focused on the product users um, and 99% of them are gonna be uh, students and alumni. Mm -hmm. um, and then Nudge sales team focuses on the buyer, uh -huh. which is in the app only one or two users, the admin, the college admin. Right. Um, so in the app, it translates into two different types of features. You have the matching algorithm for the alumni, which is the more complex uh, thing inside the app. And you've got the alumni database and dashboard for the schools. Uh, and this is a lot simpler, but it's not because it's only one or two users that we yeah. don't need to spend time for them, right? Because if you don't have a buyer in the first place, then you don't have anyone to use the platform. Yeah. Um, so I found myself having to remind a couple of times to the team that, um, of course, we want an amazing product for the users, but we also need to put ourselves in the school admin shoes um, at some point uh, to make sure that this is sustainable in the long run. For sure. Yeah. If, if, if they hate using it, then they're not going to want to keep using it to engage with their alumni. Um, exactly. So the, the challenge is not to keep uh, our stakeholders' interest align is to make sure that we have constant communication between Nudge teammates. <laughs> right. Super. Uh, I know it's this time of year, a lot of people in France take holidays, uh, get out in the countryside, enjoy 
the fresh air, um, well, not only France, but a lot of Europe. Um, is it, have you managed to get any feedback on Nudge yet uh, from anyone, from your colleagues, from your network? And what did they have to say? It is true that it is very challenging to get anything done in France in August. Uh, so most of the time you start getting positive feedback before the holiday season. Uh, and then you have to wait until September so that the other stakeholders who need to be involved as well um, give their final validation and, and we sign the contract. Uh, but I did hear some positive rumors, uh, I would say, um, for example, um, the president of one of the most uh, prestigious business school in um, association in France, recommending Nudge to other alumni associations. Um, so that that is pretty good feedback. Yeah, that's super awesome. Uh, you shared a book in the Slack channel with our team about how digital product design impacts society as a whole. I haven't had the chance to look at it yet, but it sounds super interesting and it when you shared it with them, you shared also some ideas of sort of having a more holistic view of the choices that we make when we design these sorts of products. Uh, what were your main takeaways from that? And how do you think it's going to affect Nudge and how you design the social network there? Mm -hmm. Um, so this book is called uh, Technically Wrong, um, mm -hmm. and it's written by Sarah Oster Butcher, uh, if I pronounce the name correctly. Um, the main idea of this book is that digital products are not neutral. Um, it means that you can feel the identity and the biases of the people who create the app inside the app. Um, so we need to really be aware of that when we conceptualize. Um, because in some cases, it only leads to inappropriate situations. Uh, but in some other cases, that can lead to a um, terrible results. Um, so she, she gives one example, which is um, about this app, this software that was created to track uh, women's uh, menstrual cycles. And mm -hmm. the first thing you need to do in the app when you sign up is to explain why you want to track them. So is it to become pregnant or is it to avoid pregnancy? Mm -hmm. um, but for example, if you are a young uh, gay woman, let's say you're 17, the reason you may want to track them has nothing to do with getting pregnant or not getting pregnant, right? Yeah. Um, and it seem, it can seem like it's a small detail, but imagine you're that person and you downloaded it the first time. You're only going to be surprised. You're going to be like, all right, I don't, I don't match any of these cases. They just forgot about me and that's fine and you move on. But if you're weekly uh, facing these type of apps and every time you figure that, okay, I don't fit anywhere, uh, especially when you're a teenager, you start thinking, Maybe there's something wrong with me. You know, it looks like I don't belong anywhere. Um, and, and when that becomes a pattern, that creates big issues. And that's why we've been seeing increased rates of depression uh, and even suicide rates among teenagers. Uh, so I feel like this is something that we really need to be careful uh, about because we've got a lot more responsibility than we think, especially when every single user that we have, every school has an average of 40,000 students and alumni so we're not yeah. talking about an edge case right yeah, every yeah. day um one of these students is going to be that person so as app creators we start with um 
good intentions, you know? We see a problem, we want to solve it, and we get excited, and we're like, okay, I'm going to change the world. So we really right. focus on, on our idea and our product, but sometimes we tend to forget a bit about the audience. Um, and I feel that we have a responsibility to slow down a bit and mm -hmm. make sure that we are not also creating problems um, in the future um, to make sure that, that we prevent that. For sure, yeah. And, you know, when you're designing these things and building these things, it seems like logically you want to appeal to a large block of the population. And in order to do that, you can sort of, in your mind, you can sort of forget that there are those cases that, it might not be appealing to, but if you look at the overall numbers, you say, okay, you know, 70% of the people like it, four or 5% were offended, but we're, we're growing anyway, right? Yeah, um, exactly. But that's the thing. The, the focus should not be just the growth. Yeah. We're building products for someone. The only thing you need to think about when you're building it is that someone. That's the only way not to, to make big mistakes. Interesting. I will have to have a look at the book and read through it. Thanks for sharing it with the team. Um, I hope it helps to make Nudge even better. Uh, what are you most looking forward to in the second uh, build phase of the accelerator? I know you've already met the team. You've had a demo, I think, last week. How did the demo go and what's going on there? The demo went really well. Um, I think they they recorded the, the demo and you can see my face when they're showing it. Uh, uh, and I was quite pleased. <laughs> demo awesome. went really well. Um, Anton and, and his um, summer interns made, uh, um, made an amazing job. So that's really good. Um, so about the future. So now that we've been talking about you know features and requirements and acceptance criteria, I'm mostly looking forward to testing the product, you know, and and really see um, how it works. Um, and I'm also curious to test it within our own team um, with Parallax and and at Nudge, and of course with the first beta testers. But um, the reason I'm curious is that it is a very rare conversation to talk about each other's dream. Um, especially at work. That's not the type of thing you talk about with your colleagues uh, at the yeah. office, right? Um, yeah. But I've seen the impact of starting that type of conversation when I was manually testing the ID. So I, I picked a group of friends, ex-colleagues, um, and I connected, connected them. So I was doing the algorithm myself, right. uh, and they were helping each other. Um, and what I saw is that the relationships between people completely changed. Like the whole tone, you know, the whole atmosphere um, within the community changed because you see people that create bonds that are a lot stronger than before. Um, you see people who are grateful for the help they receive. You see people who feel more respected because of the, the skills and the expertise they can share with others. So overall, you see people who are a lot more fulfilled. Um, and this is exactly what every millennial dreams of seeing at the office every morning when they get to work, right? Yeah. Um, so now imagine that most companies adopted a product like Nudge at the office. That's when you change the meaning of work. That sounds so promising. And, you know, sign me up for the early batch of testers. <laughs> I, I'm ready. I'll be happy to do it. That's great to hear. <laughs> All right, Julie, uh, that's all the questions I have for you today. Uh, anything else you want to share about the project, uh, about your, your lovely time away? 
uh, on holiday in France or, or any other questions for me? Well, my time away is only part time away. I would say yeah. uh, I, I try to uh, to to work with the team. Uh, let's say five hours a day, and the rest of the time I I go hiking, climbing, and I try to to enjoy the sea a little bit. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we're we're testing uh, a pop up office right now in Batumi, Georgia. So okay. uh, the company Parallect rented a house there, and the first group of workers are there. I think it's 10 or so people only, but they're having a work away uh, in Georgia for a couple of weeks and then we'll send the second batch. So just for people who aren't quite ready to go 100% remote or they just want to get out of Minsk for a little bit, seems like they're enjoying it. Yeah, sounds great. Sounds like yeah. a, that type of company I would like to work for. <laughs> awesome. All right, Julie, thanks so much for talking with me and good Very luck in, in this next stage for Nudge and I can't wait to test it out. Thanks a lot, Jen. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.